Hey, Lauren Lynn, you're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And um, it's uh, Thursday. Is it Thursday? I think so. I don't know. I'm all it's a day. It's, it's some a day. day of a We're week. We're recording a bunch of episodes in advance because you're going to be on vacation and then yep. I'm going to be on vacation yep. and they overlap a little bit and then we're not going to be back normal until the week because I get back on April 9th. There's still going to be plenty of good entertainment for you of stuff. in between. Lots of stuff. We just don't know when it's going to be. We got some live episodes. We got some bone like from the vault stuff and other or in stuff. the field interviews stuff with people. Well, that'll already have happened. Well, Cheryl too. Well, I guess it's, that's live it's like a guess. from the field. I don't know. Anyway, it's all good. It is all good, and it's awesome. Yeah, we hope you're doing awesome. Wherever you're at. Yeah, wherever I'm snowed in at. Yeah, wherever you're snowed in at. Wherever Never, you're... Somebody listening might be snowed in, too. They very well might be. There's lots of different weather things happening. It's an interesting time. Who to sneeze? Why? Don't sneeze on me. No, went away. I think I'm getting sick. I felt like a little weird today. I think it's that... the lady at the movie oh theater. Oh, my gosh. This, this girl at the movie theater. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, why... Giving us our tickets. Well, she was like, she would stop and like cough for like a minute. She she seriously coughed for like a minute solid, and then she kept taking our ticket information. And then she printed and then up the ticket. As tickets. soon as the tickets printed out, she seriously like coughed all over the tickets, and, and then, then handed, handed it, it to, to us. us. And I was just like, oh no! But if I get sick, it's gonna be because yep. of this. And I don't plague. know, and I cannot. Get sick. I think I was just been. I, I was yesterday was a very long, yeah, long and good day. day. But I was so exhausted. I woke up today at six thirty, and I was just like, nope. <laughs> and I called into work, and then I went back to bed, and I woke up, and again, and it was noon. So that was the thing that Some happened. Some days today. you need those. Yes. But uh, but it's been fun, you know. And yeah. anything else exciting going on with you? Well, I mean, do you want me to get into my stuff, or do you want to do no, rock cards do first? No, we gotta do rock cards, but I was just kind of doing an intro. Well, I mean, Fun, you know, like lots, lots of Zelda What'd you happening. do today, now that it's officially vacation time in the Vecchio house? So, well, today... Oh, it's I, not, because your kids the are The kids still are still in school. in school, so we did do some drop-off, although Janelle did some of the drop-off and pick-up stuff, so it was, we split it up, because um, she actually went in and helped in Audrey's class today. Um, I did some podcast editing because we've got a Mandarin Orange show I need to put up mm-hmm. before we leave, and um, and then we went out and picked up all the Moolala stuff that was left over. Yeah, whatever doesn't sell. Janelle wound up making um three hundred and eighty dollars this time. Man, it's pretty great because it's a it's a consignment resale thing. And then at the thing yesterday, I wound up making uh, one hundred and twenty seven. So, um, if you're keeping count at home, we made over 500 bucks selling junk that was in our garage in the last couple of days. It's very good. Which is pretty spectacular. I mean, no, it's not junk. We had good stuff, but you know. Junk. It's, it's, all that stuff is out of our house, and we actually have some money to help pay for our trip. I wish I sold more things just because I, I hate carrying stuff around, and I'm, 
I don't have a lot of closet space here. Yeah. So now my closet is full again. Because they were, all the stuff was in your garage. I know, now I send it all back. Well, I mean, you guys definitely had some like higher end stuff. You and Derek definitely did. And sometimes like those will go and then sometimes, you know, you have to have the right person. I mostly did it by doing a lot of small end stuff. Like I sold a lot of two and three dollar items that just added up. You're like Ivy on uh, yeah. Storage Wars. See, that's the thing. That was my. That's not always my strategy. I mean, I did sell. I had small items. A too, couple larger. Kind of what I sold. That's what the stuff you sold. Books right? and comics. I, I I did sell like a book that normally goes for like fifty bucks, but I sold it for like twenty bucks. Yeah, but letting things go for a good deal it's is something how you that move stuff. I seriously forgot that I had that book. So like, I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. I don't need it. I'm read it. I'm done, and I want it out. And so everything must go. Yep. We actually did some trades between us, oh, even yeah. though I swore never to trade it. Those, but you know, trade it with me with you. And you got some stuff you wanted. I got some stuff I wanted. And, and I got the Amiibos I wanted. You got the Amiibos you wanted. But mm-hmm. there was a guy that came and tried to sell us a bunch of there's his always junk he couldn't sell. If, here's, and here's the thing. like You know that's a scam because if he couldn't sell yeah. it, why would you be able to sell it? I'm just not a toy it? guy. That's his thing. Like, I'm like, no. You couldn't sell it here. Why would I be able to sell it here? Absolutely not. And then you'd be stuck with all this garbage and like one time the one time you did do that you ended up with broken yeah, stuff and stuff that was pretty ahead. much worthless i mean i did on some of the stuff you traded me i did i got a little bit money of money back for it, but it was not the same value you definitely was, weren't getting the top dollar for a broken mr fantastic no i got a little money out of it but not much yeah however yesterday i was just moving stuff like I cut deals. I didn't lose money on anything, but I had a slim margin of profit for some things. Uh, because I wanted to get rid of stuff and not bring it home. I was able to condense it all back into two boxes now. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get started with the rock cards all right. here. What do we got? Now, I would also like to point out that you tried to sell some rock cards yeah, yesterday. I almost got a guy. almost did. Almost did. He was definitely looking at them. Yep. But he did not take the bait. Next time. One of those days. You'll have a bigger collection to get rid of next time. I put them all in a shoebox. Alright, here we go. It was fun to just have another thing for people to look at. So for those that don't know, we got these collectible cards from 1991. They're called Rock Cards. I'm going to read the name on the card. Brennan's going to see if he can guess who it's from, what what band they're from. And uh, you can play along at home. First up, we got Tico Torres. We already did this one and I already forgot. Alright. He's played his drums. And he's from Bon Jovi. Drummer for Bon Jovi. Drummer for Bon Jovi. Okay. David Ellefson, bass guitar and backup player. Bass guitar and backup player? Backup vocal. Sorry, I was reading like ahead there. I don't know. He put out an album called Killing is My Business and Business is Good. Mm. Hmm? Mm. From Megadeth. Oh, that's the Megadeth album. David Ellefson. All right. Iggy Pop. He's from Iggy Pop. Ooh, what is his other band name? Iggy and the Stooges. Uh, the Stooges, yeah. It doesn't say that. On He's here. not in the Stooges. He's Iggy. His Iggy band and the is Stooges. the Stooges. Well, yes, but that's the band associated with him. Yeah. John Bon Jovi. We've had that before. He's from Megadeth. From Megadeth. <laughs> bon Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Awesome. With his like crazy flying drum set thing. Yep. And, like spinning around and whatnot. Tommy. Oh, we got a band card here from Testaments. Nice. They really like Testament. Which they are still around. I looked them up. 
All right, Angus Young. He's from ACDC. You can tell just from the picture. Goo bang doo. Goo bang doo. Who made you? Dirty deeds. Beep boop beep. <laughs> How about Rod Morgenstein? I don't know, but he's got some epic hair. He's got some epic hair. He's a drummer. He was showered with awards for his prowess. What kind of awards? Drummer no. awards? He had a lengthy the stint with a sticks? band called the Dixie Dregs. I've never heard of that. But he's currently in, or in this time, he was in Winger. 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 Andrew Eldritch. I don't know. He's got some cool sunglasses. Yeah. He almost looks a little like... He looks like a tough boy. Yeah. Or maybe like a little gothy even. Oh, maybe a little bit. Something. Maybe like a Zandig type situation. What is that? The... You can't read that. My old band eyes. Can you read that logo? I can't. What? We're too old says. to read metal logos. I don't know what that says. Maybe it's no say in the print on the back, maybe? He's from Hamburg, Germany. He hit mail to... What? It says mail to the reptile house to Northrow War... So he lives in a place called the reptile house in Warminster, Wiltshire, England? Or that's a joke. But that's like a real address. Why would His they have heroes that? are the Stooges... Ooh, he likes suicide. I like suicide. Um, and Gary Glitter. And then his profile, Unearthly Weird Hideous. From the Oxford English Dictionary. This Reptile House Limited. I think that's his, like, record label, is Reptile, Reptile House. House. Rock Cards. Is that the name of their band? I don't know. Like, I feel seriously like I can't, I can't believe we can't I read them. I have no idea what this says. I'm freaking, no, dude. I'm like totally. He does kind of look like a Danzig type, maybe like. Now I feel like I have realm. to look okay, him up me, and see. Let me see while you look. Something the Andrew Eldritch. Oh, I think I got it. It's the Sisters of Mercy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really hard to read that. He's the though. front man of the Sisters of Mercy. All right, that's like a. That's like a post-punk, like, yeah, goth rock band. You yeah, said okay. goth. Oh, that's what he, yeah, kind yeah. of looked like that. Cause the Sisters of Mercy are like goth. They need to redesign their logo, is all I'm you saying. You couldn't even see that. That's yeah, crazy. That's hard to tell. Oh man. Alright. This guy's like, he's like pretty hardcore. Like, look at him. Yeah. Wearing a jumpsuit. That's pretty cool. I'm into it. He has a lot of, he has been called the godfather of goth. Man. I called it. They were accused by the press of plagiarizing Joy Division. Ooh. They were marketed by the Eldridge has publicly rejected associations with the goth subculture. He describes the Sisters of Mercy as humanist, modernist, and implies he wants nothing to do with goth. Oh, he doesn't like it. Wow. Hmm. That's kind of like one of those, like, biting the hand that feeds you things, though, isn't it? If people say you're goth and they're buying your albums, you should be like, yeah, I'm goth. Sure, okay. Goth is awesome. All right, up next we have Tom Kiefer with a pretty amazing low-cut leopard print shirt thing there. Oh, man, that's pretty epic there. Vocals, guitar, songwriter for Cinderella. Nice. Okay, wait, this we had this exact same one. We got another Angus Young. Yeah, but the front's probably two different, different. pictures from ACDC. There That's we what go. They do they mix it up? Oh, he's got like cherry bombs there. Look at that. Yeah, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirty. Yeah, Dirty Deeds. Beep boop beep. Dirty Work is a great movie. Another band, yeah, it yeah. is. 
Another band uh, card, Sisters of Mercy band card. That's them. Oh, look at that. I mean, they look pretty freaking goth to me. I, I would definitely call it that if someone asked me to describe that. That's that's goth. I'm sorry, but you're goth. Yep. Sorry, Mister. We're modernist. <laughs> All right, Jerry Dixon, bass guitar. That's a pretty dorky hat. Born in Pasadena, California. And he's in Warrant. Look at the shorts in that picture. Oh my god! Those are some like short jean shorts. Short jorts? Was that a metal thing? I don't know. Who wears short jorts? Short jorts. All right, we got our contest entry and our sticker for the night is Seasons in the Abyss by Larry Carolla. This guy got a skull eating a bunch of skulls and crosses. Pretty metal. That's, yeah. I figured if anything, I was going to sell those metal stickers, but nobody was nobody biting on those. stickers. All right, well, that's our rock cards for the week. Maybe Pretty if I put... Exciting. Everything, like, people don't like bending over, so I think the stuff under the table can get as much play. Yeah, although I d- you sold the some, books. and I sold some from under their books, mostly. But maybe if I put the rock cards up. Cause, but my long boxes on the table, definitely. That was golden. Because that also drew people. Because there are people that all they do is go around and look at comics. Right. That's what got... And we had like, it, like, in the back, yeah. so it made them have to come like, in and look at everything. John Schnipp, director of Superman Lives, and, like, he came to look at our comics. Yeah. and who else came stuff. in and looked at our stuff? Sherilyn Finn. And, I think, and, well, we if the live thing works out, you'll hear it live, but... In case it doesn't, Brendan punched me and Derek. We're like talking to one of Derek's friends. I was trying to get like, your guys' oh, attention oh, without... It's like punching us and we're like, what? I didn't want to... Because she was like... She had her back turned so I didn't want to say anything. So I'm like kind of trying... I'm, sometimes I don't know my own strength. <laughs> it is. You definitely... Oh, you're like the guy that broke the bottle cap. Like, you, you don't know. You're... And I was very... I was excited. Because like I thought... One, I thought she was going to buy something from you in particular. She, she was actually looking at looked, my stuff. She actually picked up stuff... On your section. Yeah. So I was like, Sherilyn Finn is going to come over here and buy something from Phil, and I'm going to freak out. In case you don't know, she was in Twin Peaks and many other things. She's like the main girl in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Well, not Laura Palmer, like the main... the main actual, like, girl. And in Twin Peaks, and she's in Gilmore Girls, and she was in Dawson's Creek, and she's in a lot of other stuff, and she's going to be in the new Twin Peaks. Yeah. And she's cool. Um, so in other news this week. Another news. Just real quick. So I've already talked about, I've been playing a lot of Zelda, talked about my uh, Blizzard impending trip, and we talked about, um, Disney Infinity, or not Disney Infinity, Disney, uh, what is that game even called? Now I messed it up. What? The Disney game I'm playing on my DS. Oh, Disney Magical Disney Magical World. World, yeah, two. Um, but the other thing that has been going on this week is, uh, Luke on Friday, he's had like, he had a loose tooth mm-hmm. and he wiggled it and it was loose and then it like straightened back up and like stiffened back into his mouth. What? Like it felt like it wasn't loose anymore. And so we went to the How dentist. Did that happen? And they said like, if you don't like wiggle it once it's loose, that like your gums can like harden back up and try to hold on to it. And she's like, you should really like, Wiggle it out because now the once it was loose, that means the root is gone and it might like rot and stuff. Ah. <laughs> so anyway, Did you get it out of Friday, there. He like just worked on it all day Friday and Friday night it wiggled out, so it was all cool. So definitely, if your tooth is loose, pull it out. Well, yeah, <laughs> if you're supposed to, like as an adult tooth, like you know, you don't want to do that. But, but as a kid, but yeah, like I mean, I don't know. She didn't make it seem like it was super dangerous, but it was weird because I'm like, wait, he used to have a loose tooth. What happened? So. 
anyway, so that was just an exciting little bit. And, uh, yeah, other than that, we've just been getting ready to go. Oh, and then, well, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, in your thing, but we had some fun adventures after L.A. Comic Con. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the movies section. Oh, I guess so, in the movies. Okay. Well, there you go, then. Um, but then, but you got, you didn't talk about your Zelda, or did we already, that from last time? Yeah, I talked about it last time. What's trapped in the snow? What's eBay? That's from last week. It is? Oh, well, the eBay update, I didn't actually, I, I remember I had listed stuff, and then that guy bought the thing from me. Mm-hmm. This guy bought a thing from me on eBay, and he's from France, and then he, like, starts writing me stuff, accusing me of, like, trying to steal from him, because apparently, like, I did this international shipping thing where you're supposed to just ship it domestically to eBay, and then they take care of the international part, and he claimed that I was trying to charge him more money than I said because of the shipping, and I was like... And so I went on to, like, try to send him an invoice and fix the shipping, and then eBay says, like, no, like, we take care of that. You're not allowed to adjust it. So I told him that, and he accuses me of trying to be a fraud and blah, 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 and I'm like, okay, just cancel the order then. Like, that's fine. So I, like, and he didn't do anything, so I opened a a case, like, to resolve it, and then he got all even more mad. It's like, how could you do this? And I'm like, well, you haven't paid, and you haven't canceled it, so I'm trying to resolve it. And he gets more and more mad, and I'm like, I can't do anything. you got to contact eBay. And I'm like, trust me, if I was trying to scam you, I would be telling you to pay me, not to, like, cancel it, right? And so, finally, like, I don't hear from him, and then this morning, it says he's paid for it. I thought that was yesterday. Or maybe it was yesterday. No, yeah, he hadn't paid for it. Oh, no, he did. Yesterday, he paid for it. He paid for it. So, the problem is... So I wrote him to see, like, you know, like, do you still want the thing, blah, blah, blah. And he, I haven't heard back from him yet. But I'm afraid he just paid for it so that he can then turn around and give me a bad review, which is very possible. And I have perfect reviews on eBay. Why would he pay for it? If he's he a jerk and a crazy person. And then I also sold this other CD, and it's like it got bid up to 22 bucks. And then the guy emailed me today and said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have bid it. I can't afford it. Can you offer it to the next person? So now he canceled on me. Oh my gosh. Different. At least he was like apologetic. So use eBay, everybody. Yeah, like, but I've had, in between, I've sold a bunch of other stuff that's good, but it's just frustrating when people are dumb. It's really hot. I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted. It's all right. Anyway, that was my adventures there. And, uh, oh, and then one more thing is Saturday, Janelle went out with her friends. They did her, her moolala thing. So I had a little night in with the kids. And one of the things we did is I showed them Labyrinth for the first time. Yeah. And oh my gosh. freak out? No, they loved it. Absolutely loved it. Their favorite part, of course, was the Bog of Eternal Stench, mm-hmm. which is my favorite part as a kid. Smell bad. Smell bad. Noodle. Noodle friend. Uh, but I mean, it's just, it's an unending series of toot jokes and, and burps. And- you can show them Dark Crystal? Uh, that might be a little bit later. Like, we're, <laughs> Dark we're easing in. Dark, Dark Crystal is creepy. I'm not saying never. I'm saying I'm easing into this situation. And they did well, well with Goonies. it. Goonies. Eventually. We're getting there. Man. That one's a little dirtier, too. That's nah, fine. <laughs> um, it definitely would have been a PG-13 had it come out in the PG-13 era. Yeah. Anyway, that was great. Fun time. How about you? Um... Well, last week I went on a field trip, and uh, we went to the Discovery Science, the Science Center, yeah, where the Space Shuttle Endeavor is, yep. and then we ended up being like, it was this weird situation where they had this Pixar exhibit, except we couldn't go because it costs extra, and the whole reason why we were going, because one, we're a poor school, uh-huh. and 
we went when they were offering free, but it's like since that's not part of the free package, there there was like these. So it was like watching like class warfare in action because there was like these rich kids getting to go to the oh my Pixar God. exhibit, and then we're just like, and then they because I didn't know that it cost extra, so I I was with my group of kids. I'm like, all right, let's line up to go to the Pixar thing, and they're like, do you have your tickets? I'm like, tickets? Yeah, we have our ticket to get in here. Like, no, this is a separate thing. And I was like, oh, that's horrible. So I'm like, sorry, kids, we're poor. We don't get to do this. Um, you got to do the space shuttle, though, nope. right? What? Because then it turned out that in order to do the space shuttle, if your groups have to make a reservation in advance. Really? And the, Yeah. Because we wouldn't... I mean, maybe they like changed it. Like a school it. group. You uh, have to. If you have a group... we went, like, it, was, it wasn't a... Apparently, it's been a problem because it huh. says clearly on the sign and then they wouldn't let us... Man. But then it turned... So then there was this whole thing because then I'm like, well, we can't even see the space shuttle and, like... And like and 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 I I don't know I felt like I let down all the kids. Isn't that the place that has the giant like body show? Did you guys do that? No. There's like like a big animatronic body. No, I didn't see that. Really? Maybe. Oh, that's Scott. That is the same place. It's not the cube one. This is the one in no, LA. No, no, I know, I know. It's the one in LA. I did not see a giant animatronic body. It's like a show, and you go in, and the body's like laying down. There's like a theater around. They it. had a show, but it was not running. There was also a bunch of stuff. Oh, maybe that's it. There was a whole section of it that this, like the the like children's museum part, was like closed. Well, it's and upstairs. Yeah, two that levels, whole right? section. That's so there, where it is. There was that's an entire why. section that was closed, and then there was a lot of stuff that was not working. So that was also kind huh. of a letdown, and. And then it was like all this X, and then we couldn't go see the space shuttle, but some groups got to go see the space shuttle because the more resourceful teachers apparently sweet talked their way in there. Uh. And I was not, I don't know, I'm not good at <laughs> sweet talking. And we had a, we got a really strict guy at the door that was like, if you're not on the list, you don't get to go. Make the list. You don't, you have to call in advance. And then, and then we thought we were being clever, so we tried to call, and they were like, it's $25 for a group. What? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, how do they know? I mean, because we went, when we went, I mean, maybe they, we're a family, but still no, we had a bunch for, of it's people. it's school groups you have to reserve. How do they know you're a school group? Because it's like 25 kids. Can you just like go in like little like bundles? I don't know. You hide around the corner and send like two kids that casually go to tell them, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't going to, I don't know. We also, I don't know. It was, it was, and just kind of, just keeping track of my group was like very, like, Time consuming. And you were on the bus all the way out and there. And then we were on the bus all the, so we getting out there was like an hour and a half. And then, and then we go to Santa Monica Pier. And then the theme park is closed on the pier, which was the main thing that we wanted to do with it. Right. And like the, some of the kids had already bought wristbands. Cause you can buy them in advance. Oh no. And then it was closed for filming. So what about the wristbands? I think they have to call and get refunds. Oh. So that's a whole thing. And so then we spent the whole like an hour and a half, like, Doing pure touristy stuff and just kids eating large amounts of junk food, <laughs> and uh, and I bought a twelve dollar hamburger and fries, <laughs> um, and then I was like, we better, we have to leave. Like we should have left already. And they're like, oh, it's gonna be fine. And the bus driver was insistent, like, oh, we'll be there by six o'clock. I'm like, and it's like three forty five. I'm like, we're gonna hit oh, like that, no. and so we didn't get home until seven, like seven forty five. We're supposed to be back at six. Oh, and man. we're on that bus for like over three, like three and a half hours. And I, and, and I, you know me, I can't sleep like <laughs> right. on, I kind of slept on the way there because I was just already, I was tired. 
but on the way here, I'm trying to train myself to sleep because I have to sleep on this red eye. Yeah, I do. have to, and because otherwise it's gonna mess up my whole freaking trip. And uh, so, um, I but I ended up reading like a huge chunk of my book. Like I finished a book well, on good. the bus. That's good. But also just the kids, because kids aren't like this. This was seventh graders. Yeah. On a three and a half hour bus drive. Things got a little bit rest, like they got very restless. Oh, I can imagine. Because usually on the way home, they like the teacher was like, the main teacher was like, "Oh, it's fine. They'll fall asleep and it'll be fine." But I think in that situation, just because of like how long too it was, much. Like, and it was too much, and it was you cr- don't you don't challenge LA traffic. Like, it was you do it not took do us, that. It took us like an hour and a half just to get from Santa Monica Pier back to like it, it was I was so frustrated because I was like we were driving and driving and driving and I was like ugh and then the kid's like oh look the Hollywood sign I'm like that's not the Hollywood sign because there's no way we're still just in Hollywood <laughs> and sure enough there was the Hollywood sign oh gosh so I had to be like no that is oh you're right that is the Hollywood sign <laughs> and oh my gosh we're never we're getting out of here we're still in LA oh that's the worst. It was just like, cause it's like a parking lot and like, I don't know. I, I feel like that, I don't know, but it was, it was fun, you know, it was a good change of pace. That's and cool. Hanging out with the seventh graders. You got to go in the aquarium part. That's cool. The aquarium part's cool cause it's like they have the above ground thing where you can like see them from above and then they got the touch tank and then you can go down below and like I took some cool pictures yeah, you got some cool and there were divers and I was confused because um, I thought you were like at Long Beach. I didn't realize because I don't think I've been to the aquarium part there. Yeah, they got a full aquarium and so with sharks and yeah, everything. Cool. Divers. Yeah, that was cool. It was just a lot of the interactive exhibits were kind of broken. So That's a bummer. I don't know. Well, and even though you got to go there for free, you probably had to pay for the bus. Oh yeah. I mean, the school did. Yeah. You know, so that's all part of the thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where I'm like, we need to start doing more field trips. We should, like, but there's not as much stuff to do in the area. There's not as many museums. Oh, you got it. Janella's got, like, I know Janelle so many good ones. I need to, she should, I should get her to send these people all their stuff. Yeah. They're like, there's nothing to do out here. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's stuff. There's a ton of stuff. Well, that's their whole thing, though. There's nothing to do out here. Yeah, I mean. So then that's why we're going all the way freaking out to Santa Monica. Like, that one that she does, there's, like, a whole, like, nature... Like hiking and nature. The Etiwanda like, thing is like Rancho awesome. Cucamonga. Yeah, like that's really close. To yeah, us. I mean, I mean, I was saying we should go to like that freaking thing in Palm Springs. Yeah, that would be closer. Anything, and also wouldn't be dealing with the just well, massive right. traffic crunch. Um, there's that Jerupa Nature Center, which is like right down there in like yeah. Riverside. Isn't there like an animal preserve or something like a rescue animal rescue place somewhere around here? Maybe. I mean, there's the. Living Desert Zoo is not... I mean, if you're driving as far as Santa Monica, that's, like, the same distance, and you don't have traffic. Do traffic. It's anyway, way less than Santa Monica. There's a lot of better options. I mean, not that that wasn't a cool thing, but, like, you could save a lot of time. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, and then, uh, so we've already talked about it a little bit, but sat- Sunday was the L.A. Comic Book and Sci-Fi Convention, and, um... That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Derek and um, Andrew and us. I spent all day Saturday, like, moving stuff, packing stuff, and then I went to bed. Because so, the thing that did stink was it yeah. was daylight savings time, so we sprang forward. And, like, already we had to – I had to. I was picking you up at 6, so we lost an hour on top of that. So I've just been really tired. Like, again, I didn't go to work today because I just woke yeah. up and was like – my body was like, nope, go back to Not bed. Not happening. 
And, uh, cause like I was like, I even got in the shower thing and that would like wake me off a little bit, but I was like, Ugh. Well, I did have the advantage of Janelle like did the early morning this morning, so I had to get up as early. I, I mean, I got up at 8, no, like 7.45 this morning, yeah, see, which is like up. sleeping in for me, so. Today wasn't even my super early day, but getting up at 6.30, it was just like, nope, not yeah. happening. Because um, we, after the convention, which went really well, I actually made, everybody made money. This is my biggest money. time. This was my first time making a profit. Yeah. So that was good. Um, I made like, I made like a total like 60 bucks, so like. You know, like thirty bucks profit. Still, 30, you know, twenty five bucks. It was profit. fun too, and you fun. got rid of some stuff. And I got two amiibos. Yeah, that's right. So that's great. And even though I don't know when and if I will play Splatoon, <laughs> but you've um, got them now. So, uh, and then we went to our friend Brett uh, from 4DX gave us some passes to go check out 4DX at LA Live and. Even though we were only a mile away from LA Live, it took us like a half hour oh to gosh, get there. I thought we weren't going to get dinner because and we hadn't eaten all day, and I was like, "We got to eat food." So because it turned out there was like there was either a basketball or hockey game, yeah, one or the other, event. and there was a it was called the Masked, uh, the, the King of Masked, King singer. of Masked Singers, which we thought was an actual singer, and then we looked it up, and it turns out it's a South Korean American Idol type show where the singers are all masked, so they, you know, it's all judged solely on their voice, and it's huge, and apparently they're on a live U.S. tour, and there was, it was, there was so many people, it was packed. Whoa. Did you feel that? What? It was an earthquake. Really? Yeah. I didn't feel it. It was very minor, but there was just a little one. You sure it wasn't? I'm like sure. A- I mean, I'd be willing to bet. It was definitely, unless someone like, really slammed the ground hard somehow. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, but it was a minor one. Well, California. Um, yeah, the line was for like for that thing weaving all over the place, like, everywhere. I thought we weren't going to get food because the line was so huge, but it was just for that thing going all throughout. And then we went and had Smash Burger. That was good. And, and then we went to go see then Kong. We saw Kong, um, which we'll talk about in a minute um, in 4DX, and the 4DX was so it was amazing. It was awesome. So thank you to Brett and everybody should go. To, I know it's it's in very limited. There's only a few theaters out there that do it right now, but they're expanding, and it's freaking awesome. It's so awesome. It's like being on a two-hour theme park ride. Yeah, it's incredible. But you don't get sick. Yeah, like a very comfortable one. Yeah, but like it was it's completely that... comfortable. But it was like being on a ride. It was the most immersive movie experience I've ever had. Yeah, I never even once even thought about my neighbor or anything. I wasn't. And it was just, it was so fun. Well, because and it we was got, like the perfect movie for it. Because we, it took we got long there to get so there. Late, the, there was only two seats left, like in the whole theater, and so they we were couldn't like sit next on to opposite each other. ends of the, and we were like in the second row. Yeah, but even being that close, it wasn't bad because you're no, coming back. I would prefer being further back, but yeah. it was fine. And so I sat down next to my guy that, you know, because we weren't sitting next to each other, and he like was chatting like the whole time <laughs> before the show, and like, like, during the trailers, he was making comments, and I'm like, oh, no. But then once the movie, like, started, he was totally into it and, like, didn't say Because you're so engrossed in it yeah. with this thing. Like, I think even he didn't. But if it was a regular movie, he would have talked my ear off the whole time. Because he was make cracking jokes. Like, what do you think of this guy? And I'm oh like, oh, no. Gosh. No. That would have been my freaking nightmare. Yeah. But then I would have just been like, I think you're going to shut up. That's what I think you're going to do. But once the movie, once it does that, like, demo thing at the yeah. beginning where it shows you, like, oh, on the roller coaster. 
it was so awesome. It was done. Like he, well, he was out. I love that it's like the regal roller coaster thing, and you're and, on but it. You're, but then, like because it's 4DX, you like feel everything. Yeah. And it was like, oh, like uh, this is gonna be. And then that little demo where it shows like a car yeah. chase, and it's like, what's missing? And then, and then you're it, like, then it, it does the 4DX stuff, and it's great. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. Yeah. Cause like the entire rows of seats move and like. Yeah. It's really nuts. And I mean, they were comfortable chairs. Yeah. They had like a little footrest, so you're yeah. kind of like, you're partially reclined. Yeah. And, and like, so you're totally, yeah, it's, it was great. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. And, uh, we'll talk about that in the movie in a minute, but we got Book Corner. What's going on with, um, Book Corner here? Uh, Phil? Uh, for me, I, I read a little more in Harry Potter, but I haven't finished it. Oh, I got a Game Informer of, like, it's all, like, about Legend of Zelda. I read that thing cover to cover. I'm kind of obsessed with this, I mean, dude, Breath of the Wild. I can't believe somebody out there still reads video game magazines. Oh, I definitely do. And they always try to get you, like, oh, you know, you can just get the online digital version. I'm like, nope, I want the physical magazine at my house. You're the only reason why they're still printing that out. I, I know there's got to be at least a couple people, but I'm on it. I just wonder how much longer that's going. I don't know, but as long as they offer it, I'm getting it. Because doesn't they own Game Informer now, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. That's, just, oh, they have for a long time. Okay. Like that's been their thing. But I think when it first started, they were like just partners. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, it's been several <laughs> years now that it's just them. Because that's the only reason that magazine still exists. Yeah, because no one's buying magazines. No. And I don't think anybody goes in like one copy of Game Informer, please. Yeah, just just me, and only because it comes with their whole package thing. Yeah. So anyway, so you haven't? How? What do you? What's going on with Harry Potter? I read a little more. You got to finish this book. I keep getting notifications that we're supposed to be on like the third book. <laughs> I know of Anna Green Gables. I gotta fix that. I will. I'm, I'm. I will finish it by by the end of my New York trip. I will be done with it. You said you don't read books on vacation. I don't read as much, but I'm but almost... If you don't read as much and already you're reading, like, none. Yeah, but the difference is it's been a crazy time with Legend of Zelda. Although I am bringing the Switch with us, too. Yeah. I'm bringing it. So you're not going to read. I'll finish the book. you got to finish it. Oh, my god! I'll definitely finish it. Ugh. Well, I finished Designers and Dragons the 90s. Yeah. It's really awesome. And it was just a really... Because it covered this collectible card game boom and bust and then because this was when Wizards of the Coast started and they bought Dungeons and Dragons like in the 90s and um and it was the whole like third edition and then 3.5 edition and that caused and they did the whole D20 like they released they had finally like made it so like people could make their own release because they had like an open game license and they had a D20 like other people could make things for Dungeons and Dragons, right. but then when they switched to 3. Point, they realized that wasn't going the way they wanted, so they switched to 3.5, the, the, this 3.5 edition, which ended up killing the whole business and almost like huh. like bankrupted a bunch, because all these companies had invested so much in these D20 products, and then it like, then the, the D20 brand got poisoned, and also since there was so much coming out, it was like Wii shovelware almost, right. that it just... Like, just entire companies just bankrupted and, like, killed the whole thing uh. and caused, like, a whole thing. And then 4th Edition, which is what we played and which I which I play, like, was a pretty big failure overall. Like, I could, really? Like, and, and, like, and then that ended up not going very well. 
Um, so reading just about that whole history, hmm. pretty fascinating. And also about the collectible card game boom and bust with Magic the Gathering and then all the other clones. And then the rise of like indie games and some more storytelling based games like all the White Wolf, like Vampire the Masquerade and all those other games that came to prominence. So just hearing about all, and then all these other little indie games, and then things I didn't know existed that I want to try and find. Like I found out that the same people that made the Buffy RPG, which is one I've still been wanting to do, right. play. They also made an Army of Darkness role playing game. Oh, that's cool. There is also I did find out through this book that in the late in the mid nineties there was a WWF <laughs> um, role playing game, and then since then there's been another one called Know Your Role. <laughs> which got really bad reviews, but I still also still wanna want to try. That, I want all the WWF ones, and there's two of them, but they're they're not they're the know your role is easy to find, but the other one I think I might have to shell out some money to yeah. get, um, which I don't know if I'm prepared to do since I since I buy these things and you're I you're not prepared yeah. to shell out money for wrestling. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens with that but it's cool reading that book and reading all the and just these stories of these people that love games and make their own and and like turn it into a business and it's very cool and that seems to be across the board one of the common themes in this whole industry until modern times within Hasbro Bogwars of the Coast and it's like super corporate Hmm. so we play the fourth edition what are they on now? fifth okay I haven't I've kind of looked at it 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 streamlined some things but it's like it's like very different. Hmm. So I, I mean, I want to try it sometime. But it also entails buying new books. Yeah. And since I the stuff have you have works still, yeah. And yeah. But uh, we'll see. I also want to play more Ghostbusters and Hero Quest since that's also. And we got to get we got to play Heroica at some point. Yeah. But I'm also currently reading. I'm like halfway done with the pictorial history of wrestling. I'm almost into the. Where it starts branching to like worked matches. It's still at this point, it's going through the whole history of like wrestling as a sport. And then we're entering the carny phase where it was still real, right. where it would be like strong men challenging the local like wrestling champions and having legitimate shoot fights. But it's about to enter the like, hey, Cause, cause the other big problem with like, as, as real, like, wrestling as a sport, they, like, it was a spectator sport, it was popular, but it, it had a ceiling because some of those, depending on the rules, it could last hours, and it was a lot of guys just standing around and like, right. pushing against each other and all sorts of stuff, so you can see where they're, as it's hitting its carny roots, and they're like, hey, we would make a lot more money if we could make this more entertaining, and have, make the matches go faster so we can, keep getting people in and out the doors and on all this stuff. So we're about to enter that era. Um, but I'm curious to see, um, this book is very like serious. So I don't know if they're going to like portray it as entirely real or not. It'll be curious when we get there. And this is Um, the one you got at our local. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's, it's a, it's a real famous book in the like, like I've heard about it because it, it goes into detail about early, like a lot of this stuff. It's one of the only documents of some of this, like especially the early, early history of right. us, like in the 1700s, 1800s, um, you know, hmm. and then hearing about all over the world. It's like, here's what it's like in England. And like, and then like, I talked about how the Olympics were like the way Rome kind of kept itself together was through that and through wrestling. And then in England, there'd be like each different area had its like champions and then they would all go around and 
wrestle each other and huh. um and then I just learned about in um in the United States and and how there would be like the champion in the area and Abraham Lincoln was he was a very formidable wrestler there are tales of him being the like champion in his in Illinois or whatever, but there is no like actual historical proof or record of that. Mm. But there is documentation where he did beat the local like toughest guy, and he. But then after that, when he um, he did he wrestled a couple more times, and then you know he got into politics, so he right. was a little busy. But he was a very formidable grappler. Well, his wrestling name was Honest Abe. <laughs> Honest Abe is coming for you. Yeah. But I apparently he beat the crap out of some guys. I want to free the slaves. Yeah, honest Abe. I will free you. I'm gonna free you from your championship. <laughs> and uh, so that's it's a cool book, cool book. And then I'm also reading Marvel Comics: The Untold Story, which is it's really interesting because like because um, and Stan Lee is pretty readily admits that he gets a lot of the credit that he doesn't really deserve yeah well and there's a lot of a lot more people involved way more people involved i mean he did do a lot especially in like the the initial he was writing a lot of the stuff yeah but then it got to a point where he but i think one of the reasons why marvel was so successful was because they had a figurehead right like stan lee that was out there in the media he was the face right whereas dc never had anything like that and i think that's why marvel always had that like edge to it and the way they're so well known is because they have that face but because of that so many guys got pushed to limelight and there is a lot of bitterness and resentment and also the fact and this is one of the plagues of the comics industry as a whole there is also the fact that a lot of these creators like don't own their properties and these 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 the publishers are making millions of dollars yeah. and and licensing rights and stuff for something that like and these creators like don't even get that or get credit i think a lot of that has gotten better yeah um as you have a lot of creator-owned properties and they've even gone back and like helped out these guys but like for instance like jerry siegel the co-creator of superman couldn't even get a like he got let go by dc couldn't even get a job stanley out of pity gave him a job as like a copy editor mm-hmm. when he's this guy's like in his 60s he should have been like a freaking gazillionaire and instead he's working a very low paying job at marvel just because stanley felt bad yeah like that's kind of sad but then you have guys like constantly leaving marvel because they won't give him like because marvel is making a fortune off of merchandise and these guys like jack kirby didn't see any of that money and he's doing all the artwork guys like john ramita guys like all these like icons and like so that's why there was a high turnover and also because like kirby ended up finally like he left and came back left and came back right and he left for good because he just watched stan lee getting all the credit there was like this the the one of the straws that broke the camel's back was there was like a new york times or new york daily interview where it pretty much painted stan lee as like the guy that does and then like and then, like, for some reason, like, Kirby even got portrayed kind of, like, as a jerk. Huh. And, like, Kirby, like, did the bulk of the work because especially when they started doing it the Marvel way, which as, as one of the, one of the main guys joked, the Marvel way was, Hey, we're going to make the artists write the comics and not pay them for writing them. Huh. And cause Stan Lee would give like these outlines basically. And then Kirby would do like uncredited would be writing the dialogue and coming up with the stories. 
And, I mean, again, Stan Lee did a lot, especially before, like, up until, because in the 70s, that's when he stopped writing and really was doing more of the, like, big picture stuff and, like, a lot of work. Yeah. Just, but, like, so it's it's just kind of crazy. Well, it's just, the nature of all sorts of creative industries yeah. that there's there's always been that yeah. issue whether it's music and the or publishers but the or and the publishers kind of and the movie studios do have a point like we're the ones putting we're the ones taking the risk right. financially if we didn't do that you wouldn't have this right. medium but there has to be there has to be a middle ground and i think you're right i think modern days it's that's gotten improved better. A lot better and they're like especially but even in comics is less so than other things cuz whereas like the writers i don't know i i mean i'm sure it's changed but like the writer you have the writers guild you have this that kind of stuff yeah. comics really doesn't have that so it's still an issue but i think i think it's gotten better especially because like you know you have the creator own lines like image that's, yeah. that's why Image Comics started. Like things like that happening kind of made the publisher more aware of how to keep creators happy, and because it was definitely a problem back in the day. And you had these really sad stories where, like, some of these guys that created these amazing characters ended up destitute, yeah. and or just angry people like Jack Kirby, yeah. um, who again did so much, and and it's great hearing their stories. We have 20 seconds. Should oh, we do like we did last time and do like this. a third, our, our last half we're gonna an hour do a bit, last finish it off? Half hour, because I didn't even look at the clock. <laughs> so I'm glad that you reminded me that. Just real quick, I wanted to talk about um, the Radio Brenda Man playlist is on Spotify at bit.ly slash Radio Brenda Man. And I listen to it all the time, and you should too. All right. So that's going to do it for this week. Be sure to go to RadioBrendo.com for all the Radio Brendo Man stuff. BenVNetwork.com, um, MyVacationPants.com, MandarinOrangeShow.com, and for Radio Rendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody. And John Goobang Do.
This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Feeling peckish this midnight? Sate your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sample only the finest and sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appétit! <laughs>